Welcome, one and all, to episode 25 of the Scum and Villainy Podcast, a weekly Star Wars podcast where we break down the latest and greatest in Star Wars news. I am your host, Garrett McDowell, and in my co-pilot seat, Noah to George. Got a lot to discuss today, buddy. I hope you're ready. Yeah, no, I'm ready. We got lots to talk about. We're joining you here on this uh, windy, this windy Sunday night. Uh, guess what we had today? What did you have today? We got snow for the first time. Ew, gross. I know. I woke up and it was a winter wonderland, <laughs> except I hated it. Uh, so is it like is it is it like very snowy or is it like that weird November snow to where it's like just the top layer of grass and it was, nothing else? It was actually very snowy. There was a there was a thick layer, but during the day it got too warm, so then it just turned to rain uh, and melted everything and it was disgusting and horrible and still thirty eight degrees or whatever. So I mean, and here in uh, Los Angeles, we're also having weird weather. It's 90 degrees outside, and I wish I was exaggerating, but it's literally 90 degrees outside. Uh, and I don't know if you, the listener, can hear, but I think that's the reason uh, I recently caught a cold. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's coming through in the audio, but I'm I'm on the uh, the upside of it. But I I, it's, I think it's because the weather is being incredibly bizarre here. So if that if you know that's a reason why I sound this way, and also a reason why we're coming a bit late. You had some plans that actually ended up being a good thing because I was sounding like like palpatine like on exical <laughs> palpatine like i was not the sounding great on my life <laughs> has left, has left me, me sounding scarred, like this <laughs> yeah it it would have been absolutely horrible so we waited a couple of days um i've got some uh some cough drops in my probiotic tea on standby hopefully to keep my throat nice and lubricated you know <laughs> absolutely i would hope Need so some- yes I need some Bacta, too, uh, while we're at it. But, yes, we do have lots to discuss today. Um, Obviously, a really big week in Star Wars news. Uh, We're going to discuss Under the Helmet. Uh, We're also going to discuss the release date of Andor, uh, Life Day, Coming to Galaxy's Edge, and we're going to top it all off with the big news of the week, uh, an in-depth discussion of the sizzle reel of Obi-Wan Kenobi, which was released at Disney Plus Day. We're also going to be breaking that down as well, and the weird, weird day that was indeed. Uh, Time code's in the description if you want to hop around, uh, but Noah... Say, so, uh, what do you say we uh, go ahead and get started with some under the helmet discussion here? Well, I think it's great that we're starting off with under the helmet because this is not going to be a uh, it's not going to be a shit on Disney Plus Day episode uh, <laughs> because I quite liked under the helmet and I'm very excited I to talk did about it too. I, I'm very excited yes, to talk about I did it first. Too. Yes, and so Disney Plus Day kicked off with it, and we are going to get kicked off with it as well. Uh, it was the uh, debuting a new special that uh, d- started off Disney Plus Day. Um, it's about Boba Fett, all about Boba Fett, the actors that play Boba Fett, the legacy of Boba Fett, the action figures of Boba Fett, what he means to fans today, all of it. It's a 21-minute long documentary, uh, which chronicles the inception of Boba Fett and all that good stuff. So, no, you said that you liked this documentary. Uh, take us a little bit deeper. What were some things that you uh, surprised you about it? Because you and I have aired our grievances before mm-hmm. on Boba Fett, but we're in full Boba Fett suite. We, uh, season we're in full swing uh we're trying to uh trying to get, stay positive and, and celebrate this time and what did you think about this documentary that was all about celebrating boba fett well it felt really special that i think uh, it was structured to me at least it was structured like 50 percent of it was kind of just a really great celebration and memorial to jeremy bullock i think that, that was like mm-hmm. the strongest part to me um was being able to kind of see where things started it was it was a huge kind of origins of 
um, special that felt very like where, you know, where did we start and where did it carry us? And then kind of the whole way through is tied together with Jeremy Bullock and the uh, inspiration that that became now the, you know, probably the most popular character in all of Star Wars, um, or at least the most recognizable, I would say. Um, so that was super interesting. I loved, uh, how, like how dear they were to, to Jeremy Bullock. And I also, I think, um, part of the excitement of it was not just how cool is this guy? It was like, where, how did this, how did this even happen? How did we get to the place that we are now and seeing, um, things like the the parade where he was featured and kind yeah. of George's thoughts on it. Very, very special. Um, and it made me feel, I think, very nostalgic. It wasn't something I was, you know, kind of lukewarm to because I'm like, oh, Boba Fett, whatever. But it just, it's so nice to hear people talk about things that they were like, you know, we never dreamed that this would be a character that we're still talking about today. And why is that sure. important, you know? Yeah, when this documentary really breaks down why Boba Fett is the perfect microcosm of kind of what all of Star Wars is. And what I mean by that is you have this thing that has absolutely no right being as successful or as popular as it is, but somehow this thing that is a mishmash, a mishmash of a bunch of stuff that just sort of happened uh, ended up becoming this incredibly popular thing. And by looking back on its trajectory to now, it was just like, here's all the weird things that happened that made this character super popular. Things like you had mm-hmm. talked about with the parade, but also his animated debut with the holiday special. Um, there was a fun a few clips in here that I had never uh, picked up on before, uh, but they were showing like the original costume fitting uh, of Boba Fett. And they were like, oh, he should have some kind of like Clint Eastwood style poncho. And they ended up just grabbing like a Star Wars towel so funny. <laughs> and just yeah. like clipping it on him. And uh, it's such a, like I said, a microcosm of what all of Star Wars is, where you have this thing, it's a bunch of different influences kind of mashed together. And the filmmakers are just kind of like, I don't know if I thought it looked cool. I thought it would be cool. It's like reminiscent of things that I watched when I was a kid. Do you guys like this? And it becomes like the most popular thing in the world. Um, and they talk about how, you know, in the movies themselves, he really doesn't have that many lines, but still he was able to resonate with fans. Uh, and beyond that, I totally agree. My favorite thing about this was really taking a look at Under the Helmet. You know, when you have that title, I really want it to be more than just hey, isn't Boba Fett this cool guy? And what I loved about this documentary is it's really not even about that at all. It really doesn't go into like the quote unquote cool sides of Boba Fett. It's mostly about the the people that make this person uh, who they are. And when the documentary was starting, I was really, really hoping that Jeremy Bullock, uh, but not just Jeremy Bullock, but people like Daniel Logan and all of these other actors who have brought this character to life, I was really hoping that they would get their uh, moment to shine here because, of course, Jeremy Bullock passed away um, last year. And, you know, if you're going to have a documentary and not mention Boba Fett, the guy himself, the guy who brought all those cool mannerisms and that swagger to this character. You know, if you're not going to mention that, it would be such a shame. And I'm glad they not only talked about him, but spoke with his wife as well, talked about like, you know, since we're obviously not able to have those interviews with him and you'd have to use archival footage. I loved how they just talk about like what the fandom meant to him, what Star Wars meant to him and how this has impacted his life. It was really such a touching moment and, you know, something so sweet. Uh, which was what I was really hoping for more than just celebrating this guy who's 
got a jetpack and knee darts and you know all this cool stuff on them it's actually about the people under the helmet and if the documentary is going to be called that it really should be about that yeah i thought it was interesting that we didn't get um we didn't get like a huge dive into i mean granted that the thing's only 20 minutes long which again that was a little bit of a, a surprise but um we mm-hmm. don't get a huge dive into like oh there's all these toys and all these blah 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 blah. i mean there's you know there's a little yeah. bit of time spent at um you know ranchero obi-wan and yeah. uh you know what what that kind of entails obviously i saw a sure. um i saw a tiktok on disney plus day or it might have been the day after um where there was a toy hunter who like came across this shop or got a call from this guy and was like can you come take a look at this and it was like a Boba Fett toy that never made mm-hmm. it to the production line because it had a oh, wow. a launching missile on the on the back. Yeah. And like it didn't pass yeah. the code. It didn't get approved as a toy. So there there were only like mm-hmm. a few of those in circulation yeah. because it was just like, oh, what if the toy was like this? And the one that actually ended up being made didn't have a launching missile. Um yeah. and they were like, this thing's worth ten thousand dollars. That's crazy. Um, yeah, which is cool. talking about it's, that in this documentary saying that like some of these figures and, you know, in the varying conditions can go up to, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars because of how rare they are. Yeah. yeah so I, I mean, that that's always a fun thing to look at, but I think it gets a little bit tiring after a while. So I'm glad we didn't spend too much time there just kind of talking about the merchandisability. Yeah. Um, and then there's yeah. only the... But I, I was going to say, though, I, I, I do like the mention of that because Boba Fett at his core is a pretty uh, just aesthetic character. Yeah. He's it, it just in The Empire Strikes Back. It doesn't do much. He kind of just most in most of the scenes just stands there like he shoots a couple of times in The Empire Strikes Back, but he's mostly just standing there. I think he says three words in the entire, you know, in the entire film or there are three lines in the entire film. And I love that. You know, in the merchandising and the action figures of all that, it's also such like this, this, you know, uh, this kind of prime version of what Boba Fett really is, where he's just an action figure. You know, he's that's kind of all he is, is he's the cool space guy with the cool gadgets and, you know, things that you an action figure would have to where he's like, oh, and it's got, you know, the 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 rocket jet pack, you know, action and all that kind of stuff, because he is, if you really think about it, he's just an action figure, which mm-hmm. is, you know, the, the fact that his figure specifically is the expensive one is, is, is kind of perfect. <laughs> yeah, I do also think that it's funny that they, you know, the original concept was to be like an upgraded stormtrooper. Um, and they're like, no, yeah. we can only just do one of these. Let's make it really special. And now we're kind of flooded with uh, more Mandalorian content and guys that look a lot like Boba Fett, which I think is hilarious. Um, For sure. I think that and it, it kind of goes back to what a lot of what, what George is saying when he, you know, when he wanted to make the prequel films is he's like, I couldn't do this then. Like, oh, right. I can't yeah. tell this story back then. I'm limited by my, my, my resources and the technology. And so this is just like a perfect example of that where he wanted to do this thing but because of where technology was at and the, in the budget that they had, they're like, we, George, we can't really do that. And he's like, okay, fine. Well, I'll wait until 2002 and you guys <laughs> will see how cool this is. You're, you're kids are going to love it kind of thing. Yeah. And it's, it's fun to hear George talk about it where he's kind of like when they, when they had the, the blank set and they're like, okay, it's, it's white. How do we color it to look interesting? And like, they said something along the lines of like, 
we started painting it and took it to George and he just didn't say no. He was just like, yeah, that looks, that looks pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And (laughs) they used like, like train, I think they railroad paint. Yeah. Which was so interesting. I'd never, I, you know, never knew any of that. And it was, it's great watching a documentary, especially one that was only 21 minutes. And I, and I do want to ask how you felt about that, but you know, you watch so many star Wars documentaries and you, you get kind of the big, uh, you know, the broad stroke stuff. I knew stuff about the action figure, knew the parade, knew the holiday special, knew a lot of that kind of stuff, but it's cool when you hear little tidbits of information, you're like, Oh, I didn't know that. Like, and it's, you, you know, you get, you pick up small little things along the way that kind of make this nice little, you know, a uh, quilt of, of knowledge that you get. Mm-hmm. And that was just one of those things where it's like his, the colors that he's, you know, he's designed off of our, our railroad colors, which was, I had no idea. I didn't know railroads had like standard colors. There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just one of those things that's like, Oh, you know what? what can we just make that's that's straight out of somebody's imagination and you know just finds its way to the screen like so many other things did very just very interesting stuff how did you feel about the um 21 minute uh runtime because i I, that surprised me a little bit how short it was but i thought all in all when all was said and done i thought it covered its bases fairly well i'm sure you could always dive in deeper and, and go more about this character what it means to fans all that kind of stuff but i thought it kind of mostly covered everything it needed to cover in the amount of time that it did. Yeah. I do think that if we're, if we're talking strictly about the, again, the legacy of Boba Fett, they, they checked all the boxes. We got all the, all the things that, you know, we got all the things covered that were, you know, probably going to need to be covered. I do think it was interesting that we just spent, you know, kind of the last little minute, um, last couple minutes or so just being like, Okay, and you know, look forward to December. Let's just plug that really quickly. I'm just surprised that there wasn't more of that. Not that I wanted more of that, but I feel like that could have been sure. tacked on maybe to bring it to 30 minutes or so and just say, okay, so now we've we've spent 20 minutes getting to you know the present day. What's what's next? I mean, hearing Tamara Morrison talk about it is is always great. And seeing Daniel Logan back uh, to talk about kind of the more modern things and where he's at with things currently and uh, and how both yeah. of them together kind of fit still into the man, you know, the the Mandalorian universe, the Star Wars universe, the, you know, being in in cons and things. It's fun. Um, yeah. And mentioning Clone Wars as well, which yeah, is cool. Yeah. Loving that yeah. also, especially. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I just, I did think it was a little bit interesting that it felt like it could have been extended just to talk about what's next because, uh, which I'm sure we'll get into later, but I felt like, you know, Star Wars wanted to save their chips to really push Boba Fett, but we didn't get much of a push. Uh, yeah. So that felt a little bit jolted and weird. And I just love that at the at the very end Kathleen Kennedy was like and also guess what there's this coming out and don't miss it and okay bye you know yeah. uh but yeah uh, I I also agree that there could have been a little bit of you know what's next with this character what are we excited to see in the book of Boba Fett I understand that it's an upcoming show there's only so much that they can really unveil in this and you don't want to show too much totally understand that Uh, But even still kind of talking about the future and getting fans excited for what's also to come, not just looking at the past, but also looking at the future, which is a very uh, kind of Star Wars ideology as well. Yeah. Yeah. And and having Ming-Na Wen there to give a comment is, you know, also pushes that. Um, So I guess we'll just kind of have to wait just a little bit longer uh, to get any more of that. But yeah, I think that kind of sums up my thoughts there. 
Absolutely. Well, the book of Boba Fett is dropping uh, next month on uh, Disney Plus exclusively. We are talking about maybe doing like a big Boba Fett month in December and talking about a bunch of things and uh, maybe video games or TV shows or things that he's popped up in in the past. Uh, the I'd best to, of Boba to, Fett, if you will. The best of Boba. The hashtag the best of Boba. <laughs> We're going to be doing it uh, here. I'm really looking forward to that. But in the meantime, Noah, we have got some uh, more news on some uh, other upcoming Disney Plus shows. Uh, while on a conference call for uh, the quarterly Disney investors meeting, uh, Disney's chief financial officer, Christine McCarthy, has confirmed that Andor will be arriving about a year from now in the fourth fiscal quarter of 2022. Uh, if you did not go to economics or business school, uh, that essentially means that it will be coming late summer of 2022 or early to mid-autumn in 2022. Um, that means there'll also definitely be panels and trailers at Star Wars Celebration, probably interviews with cast and crew and all that good stuff. So Noah, does this get you more excited for Ando, uh, Andor now that we have kind of a general idea of when the show is coming out? Not necessarily a set, you know, day, but we have kind of an idea. We have the season of Andor in mind. It, it does make me feel a little bit better knowing that we have... I mean, obviously, there was going to be time to prepare. It wasn't like we were going to hit February and hear that it was coming out the week next, you know. Um, mm -hmm. But it's fun yeah. to think that uh, th that it's down the road enough to where um, you know, it's going to be hyped at a at a reasonable level kind of all the way up until then we've we're going to get marketing and we're going to get promotion and we're going to get you know all that good stuff so i i yeah. feel a little bit better that it's something that eventually after you know some other content we can kind of focus on pour our our little brains into and and dig into that and not have to share attention elsewhere because again we're still in the dark with most other things. Um, yeah. but this is good to be like, okay, you've, you've got a time, you just look forward to it and we'll get there when we get there, you know? Yeah. That's, I doesn't really uh, change my anticipation or excitement for this show. Uh, it's nice to have kind of a general idea, uh, but we still also don't really exactly know. And that was something that I was really hoping for with uh, Disney uh, plus day, which we'll talk about later. We'll get there. I was really hoping for, a kind of a general idea of when things are happening next year. I don't need to see a bunch of trailers and all that good stuff. I but I just kind of wanted to know when. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I just wanted to be like, okay, you know, as a Star Wars fan, you're always kind of looking forward to the next thing, which has its you know you know its pros and cons, especially in the Disney era where there's always going to be something new kind of on the horizon. Um, and it would be nice to be able to know that okay this period of 2022 is all going to be about obi-wan and then after that's finished we're going to be getting excited for andor and then the bad batch and mandalorian season three all that stuff next year is going to be a huge year for star wars and it's nice to kind of just know where is it <laughs> where though? in the is it it's are, gonna, it's are gonna we gonna a, find out are we who it, knows we will eventually find out and these shows aren't going anywhere we're, we're still you know if we know one thing for sure it's that next year there's going to be a lot of stuff yeah um maybe they don't have all their their you know ducks in a line as it were uh but it's nice to know that andor is going to be somewhere among the ducks <laughs> he's somewhere exactly in there where. yeah you gotta count them first and you'll you'll be like oh that one's okay no we're good andor's here we're all president accounted for 
we're ready. Yeah, yeah. I will say, though, and we'll, we'll talk about it later when we actually talk about Disney Plus Day, but um, I got a chance to go to the uh, quote-unquote special secret screening that they had, the mm-hmm. AMC had, uh, of a Star Wars film, and of course they showed Rogue One. I'm sure some people know that by now. Uh, they showed Rogue One, which I wasn't terribly surprised by because it's in the era of Obi-Wan Kenobi, and it's kind of a set-off film. It's not, it'd be weird if they showed like The Last Jedi, you know? yeah. <laughs> like yeah. right in the middle of a trilogy or something <laughs> like that. Uh, it's kind of its own thing. It's a completely like contained story. You've got Obi-Wan in that era, and it's also got Andor, which is why I bring it up now. But watching uh, Rogue One again in theaters did get me a bit more excited for Andor, even though I am very excited. Uh, but seeing that character again just kind of uh, re-sparked some of, that, uh, some of that hope and some of that excitement for the show. Um, again, we don't really have too many details to break down here, but I'm excited to get more details and more information about the show because I am really looking forward to it. I think that's probably something that, I mean, we'll get into. Um, December is what I'm looking forward to as kind of my uh, entire saga and anthology rewatch season. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to watch um, Lord of the Rings in the summer and Star Wars in the winter. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I'm looking forward to. I have not rewatched Rogue One since probably... Uh, probably our sophomore year of college, I think is when I have it last mm-hmm. logged on Letterboxd. Yeah, um, sure. And that was the second time that I had watched it, um, second or third time that I'd watched it. So I'm due yeah. for a rewatch. Um, and my wife has also not seen it before, so it's going to be fun to get it with, with fresh eyes. And I, I do have a feeling that it'll at least get me in the headspace for wanting to see more of Cassian Andor because right now I'm just like, okay, yeah, sure. Hit me with it, I suppose. Yeah. Well, speaking of December, Noah, uh, tis the season of uh, Life Day mm-hmm. here around the galaxy and also apparently coming to Galaxy's Edge because this holiday, which did originate from the 1978 holiday special, is officially coming to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland in Anaheim. Not really any sh- uh, news here on whether it's also coming to Orlando, but it's definitely coming to Anaheim or has actually officially come to Anaheim. Uh, There's no information uh, regarding official merchandise, but Disney has unveiled a list of specific Life Day food and beverages that can be found around Black Spire Outpost uh, starting on November 12th, which has come and gone. Today is the 14th that we're recording that. I included some of the food that uh, is going to be found around the park here down below. Noah, out of all the food that I included here, is there anything that you're um, you're excited to maybe get your little fingers on, or I don't think you're going to be going to. I will to not Galaxy's be going Edge to and, Galaxy's Edge in Anaheim, but <laughs> but but if you were there in this holiday season, would there be anything that you'd be excited to munch on? Because I think there's actually some pretty yummy looking stuff here. Oh, absolutely! My uh, I think my first pick is definitely the pork broth noodles. Um, I think that that sounds like a wonderful little dish that I would even yeah. love to to find a recreation recipe for and yeah. and make some of that at home. I do think it's funny mm-hmm. that it's like, oh, we're getting life day here at Galaxy's Edge, but you'll never see the actual Star Wars holiday special ever uh, in your life ever again. It will well, never see the light of day. Fun. Fun fact, the Book of Boba Fett or the Under the Helmet documentary that they released is apparently the first time that Disney has re- officially released HD footage of the holiday special because they include there's that one little bit. Yeah. 
Yeah, they include include a clip of that. They they have the animated bit, but they also show like the live action bit as well. And it's the first time that we've seen that bit in live action. You know, the animated bit is, uh, I believe, on on the uh, Disney Plus app that you can stream. Yeah. Uh, but everything else is the, apparently this was the first time that that was like debuted. And it's the, live the action last. Part in it. You'll <laughs> never see the holiday special. I don't know who. I don't know like whose hands it's in, but. Uh, whoever it is, if it's George's, <laughs> it's, under like, that fa- I, it's under that flannel shirt. <laughs> I, I honestly could see it being in George's hands. I could see yeah. it being in Kathleen Kennedy's hands. I could see it being in Bob Iger's hands. I, I honestly think it's a, a, just a matter of time before they release it. God, I, mean, I hope. It go, might as well. Like this is the best time to do it for Boba Fett in the holiday season. I'll I tell you. I'll tell it. you. It would have been the best time to do it back on Friday. That would have been the best yeah. time to do it. You know. Totally. I mean, we've already yeah, got yeah. all the vintage collection, but you know what? I digress. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I promise you there's worse stuff on Disney plus like some of the stuff that they have hey like man. back in the sixties. It's probably worse. <laughs> oh, I know. I know some of it is for sure. Uh, yeah, but anyways, <laughs> the, uh, the pork broth noodles. Yeah. That sounds, uh, sounds pretty yummy. What about you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, you know me, I'm a big cocktail guy. So the gin huckleberry cocktail, uh, sounds delicious. It's a refreshing blend of gin, elderberry liqueur with flavors of ginger and huckleberry garnished with sweet hibiscus flower. Uh, that sounds absolutely delicious. It sounds like one of those nice like holiday punches that you get at like a Christmas party. Yeah, that sounds great. Also a pork belly slider skewer, uh, which has pork belly, uh, Bio buns or bao buns. buns. Oh my goodness, yeah. Zucchini sauce and a Calabrani or Calabran chili compote and Zatar sauce or Zatar spice, excuse me. Uh, All of that sounds good. I don't know if it sounds particularly Christmassy, but it sounds delicious nonetheless. Um, I'm looking at some of this. Not a lot of it seems quite Christmassy or, you know, like Right, like where's where's the, the roasted pork leg, you know? Uh, wrapped in wrapped in uh bantha bacon or something like that that seems like something (laughs) that that would happen on life day uh it's no it's uh, funny that it's like needlessly complicated (laughs) (laughs) well a better podcast might have um looked and seen what in the lego special they uh, poe is like cooking a specific thing Mm -hmm. he's trying to find the recipe or like how to do that don't remember what it was again a better podcast might have looked that up um but that would have been like an interesting little inclusion there to like have whatever that dish is you know you know what i'm talking about yeah, yeah, I, that I been, do that think that's nice to include. It's it's fun to just know, like, hey, this we're gonna make this thing. It's gonna be weird. It's gonna be yummy. But uh, just know that it exists in Star Wars canon now. Yeah. So yeah, you can just, just chew on that, I suppose, instead of literally chew on in, that, yeah, instead of uh, potato hand pies, which sound <laughs> not good to me. I don't know. I am um, recently, there's a restaurant out here in LA called Porto's and they had like meat pies out there. I'd never had one before, but I had one life changing. So any, now any kind of meat and pie combination, I'm totally there for, cause it literally like blew my taste buds off my mouth. Like I yeah. was, All right. I was completely impressed. So just catch me back in, you know, August Cantina, just munching on this potato hand pie. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting um, stuff. But I, I would love to see, uh, I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll get some of these in um, in that upcoming cookbook. Who knows? Ooh, you're good, good call. We, we are getting like a holiday special cookbook. That does seem to be a little bit more um, on the Christmassy side of things, but... Uh, we will uh, move on from the from the deliciousness, and I'm going to start getting hungry. I haven't had dinner yet. Uh, but moving on from there, Noah, we've got a lot of news to discuss uh, regarding 
Disney Plus Day. Um, it was kind of a big deal <laughs> in the Star Wars <laughs> fandom. Uh, and I just want to get break down for me what was your Disney Plus Day like? Here was my like, Disney you Plus know, from, Day. Yeah, give give me the details. At, you spring out of bed. At, it's Disney Plus Day. Before you put I put on no, your no, Disney no, Plus Day pajamas. Before <laughs> I sprung out of bed, it was Thursday night. Okay. Yes. It was Thursday night. On Friday, I didn't have any work. Okay. And I was like, all right, tomorrow's Disney Plus Day. I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna I'm gonna do my morning routine. I'm gonna throw on uh, I'm going to throw on the, uh, under the helmet special while I clean mm-hmm. the house and, and prepare for the grandparents in laws to arrive. Mm-hmm. Um, hope that went well. It did. It, it went very well. We had some, had some yummy meals and some, some nice times. I, we bought a Christmas tree, uh, nice. all together and set it Got up at our Star Wars place. Ornaments so on there? No, no ornaments yet. We're waiting until Thanksgiving for, for ornaments. Oh, um, I see. I see. so I will hopefully be collecting some Star Wars ornaments, Uh, However, on Thursday night, I said to myself, tomorrow's Disney Plus day. What I'm going to do right now is I'm going to turn on post notifications for Disney Plus. I'm not missing Mm -hmm. a thing. And I did not. I was, I was, I'm not, (laughs) I'm not somebody who scours social media um, and, and is waiting, you know, refreshing news articles on, on various websites. I'm not typically somebody that does that. uh, But on Friday, I was... I had Disney Plus's Instagram and Twitter pages open, and I was just refreshing every now and then, or waiting uh, for notifications. So I was, I was kind of on, on, I was on the horse. I was fully yeah. there and just kind of watching everything happen. Um, and then I went over to my mm-hmm. brother's place for a little bit, and still, again, just like okay, I think it was around then that all the Marvel news started coming in, and I was like, all right, we've gone through all the mm-hmm. Disney stuff. We've got our Pixar stuff. Now we're in Marvel era and we're getting a break now. We're going to see what happens. And that was my yeah. Disney Plus day <laughs> that stopped there. <laughs> yeah, I looked up the night before like when um, <clears throat> when Disney Plus day was started and, and all of that. And, you know, because I live here on the West Coast, it was actually going to the Disney, the Disney stuff and the Pixar stuff was going to start at something like 7 a.m. or 6 a.m. 6 a.m. I think it was. And it yeah. was my day off. Yeah, it was my day off, so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and miss the Disney stuff. <laughs> I'm gonna call, I'm gonna call, you know, call it even with that. I'll check in. I'll check in later. Um, so I woke up at eight thirty, you know, giving me a little bit of time before the Marvel news um, happened. And I was, I did the same thing. I turned on notifications for Disney Plus's uh, Twitter page. I will say, on the outset, I was disappointed on the rollout of information. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not like a huge DC guy. I like DC and there's plenty of good stuff in there. I love DC comics, uh, but just in regards to like the, the newer movies and things super hit and miss for me. I don't really get excited for a lot of them, but DC fandom totally nails a lot of the, the, the information rollout. Granted, I think it's a little long. <laughs> it goes a little long. And this year kind of just recapped a lot of things that were announced last year. But the format of everything I really like. Yes. I love that it's a streaming kind of event and that you can watch it and see cast and crew and interviews and all this fun stuff, especially last year's. I thought last year's was terrific. Mm-hmm. And I wish that this kind of had the same kind of energy um, because that's what it was with the Disney 
Disney Investors Day meeting that happened last year, a couple of years ago. I don't know. Time has no meaning anymore. But when they announced like those 12 Star Wars projects, you actually got to like watch it online. It was yeah. like a video. Yeah. And I prefer that a lot more than just like ding my phone. Oh, the She-Hulk trailer or whatever. I just didn't think that that was terribly exciting. Mm -hmm. So there's that. But also I, you know, I, I saw a lot of the Marvel stuff that was happening and they even had, I guess the Disney Plus day kind of starts the day before because like that Obi-Wan clip had like leaked a day earlier and it wasn't like I was at work. And so I got a notification on my phone because I follow like various news sites and I got a notification that the trailer had leaked or the trailer had released. I thought it just released. Yeah. So I was like, great, cool. I'll watch it when I get off of work. I sent it to you. Um, and then when I got off of work, I went to go find the clip and it was removed from YouTube. Yeah, unavailable. I was like, yeah, I missed it too. Where, wait a minute, where is, where is, where is any of this stuff? And I was able to scour the internet and find it only to find out later that it was only on Disney plus and they didn't even like re-release it on Disney plus day. It kind of just unceremoniously debuted the day before. And the next day it was just like no news, no anything. It was just like just kept on going well, and i was that, just that was the thing for me was i was like um i've got to be missing something here i've got to be missing yeah. something i don't know like i don't understand it was, it was just so bizarre yes. like it was such a strange I, I i wrote an article for screen rant kind of breaking this whole day down and it was kind of just like should star wars fans be worried about this like is this a thing to be like super concerned about and and I had said, like, in Disney's defense, I understand why they didn't announce a bunch of new projects. Because out of the 12 projects they announced last time, two of the, well, you know, one movie has been delayed, one TV show has been completely taken off the schedule. And in regards to, like, projects they've worked on the, in the past, they've all had production issues and they've all been, like, you know, plagued with this musical chairs of directors and all this kind of stuff. So I understand why they're not wanting to announce that they're doing six other TV shows. But with the Marvel like side of everything, they just like tweeted out the logos and were like, hey, Miss Marvel is coming. Hey, She-Hulk is coming. Hey, you know, like all, you know, whatever show is coming, it's going to happen. And then they kind of had like this trailer for Disney Plus and it was like, isn't Disney Plus great? And they showed like clips <laughs> from Loki and WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier. And then at the end, it was like very short teasers for like what's upcoming. I don't necessarily even need that for Star Wars, but it would have just been terrific to just be like, hey, next year, Obi-Wan's going to drop on this date. Hey, also, Bad Batch is going to be coming, and it's this date. You know, like, I understand a pandemic is happening, and, you know, productions are delayed. I totally understand all that stuff. But for them not even to acknowledge that this stuff is happening at all, especially considering the year that we're about to have as Star Wars fans, was so bizarre like i don't i i really don't understand <laughs> no you're right yeah you're absolutely yeah. right i saw so i read an article i read a couple articles today um mm -hmm. one from I, I just thought this was really funny i read one from um inverse which is like mm -hmm. mm, is it really an article uh sure. if it's a bunch of pictures and you know <laughs> tweets compiled into yeah. a, a long paragraph um but right. i read i read that article that was like nothing showed up for star Wars on Disney plus day. And here's why, and here's yeah. why that's actually good news. And I was like, Hmm. And then I read an article from variety that was like, Hey, what, what the hell happened? Like, right. What? Yeah. Um, and just kind of, you know, giving, giving more of a, a solid lowdown on everything. And, 
Yeah. yeah. I just, uh, it's t- to me, like I, I can't even go like deep into it to, to think like, well, what does this mean? I just know that it doesn't rub me the right way, you know? <laughs> Yeah, it's it, to me, it's not like, oh, Disney hates Star Wars and they're completely blowing it off. Not at all. Like, no. look at what's coming out with Star Wars stuff. You, we're going to be just fine. Yeah. In regards to content, there's a lot of stuff coming and we're not starving as Star Wars fans. There's a lot of stuff coming. I just thought it was so odd that a show, even with the book of Boba Fett, if it would have just been like a trailer for that and just, or like a sizzle reel for that or whatever it is. I know that they've got stuff upcoming with, you know, like there's like this showcase where they're going to show Boba Fett stuff and you got star Wars celebration coming. D 23 is like a year from now. So I understand that that's like way too far, but I just thought it was so odd that they would much rather like just show nothing like not anything like no tweets no anything like the only thing that happened with star wars was they released a documentary and then they also had like a surprise screening of a movie and then there was like this montage of like logos on the disney plus app that was like a bunch of shows upcoming and it was like bad batch and mandalorian book of boba fett and like that was it and obi-wan like no even like mention of anything and it was just it's bizarre. Like I think that's just the key the, word. The, yeah, the only weird. other thing is the <laughs> the uh, the sizzle reel, which we'll which we'll talk about um, eventually. <laughs> yes, yeah, so the sizzle reel for for Obi Wan. I didn't watch it until like I didn't watch the full thing until I think yesterday morning. Um, yeah, because I didn't realize that it was available and that it was only available yeah. on Disney Plus again, which I think is asinine i i have ridiculous i still i think think that that's uh, i was gonna say i still have post notifications on for disney plus and that video is one minute long that can fit in an like in an instagram post totally and they just didn't yeah, I just don't understand like why we, I understand you want to drive traffic to the app, but you also want to get people talking about your show. Like, yeah, no, exactly. Especially when every other trailer or teaser like that isn't the argument of like, well, they want to drive traffic to Disney Plus doesn't really hold a lot of water because everything else debuted on YouTube. Well, that's <laughs> like you can that, find yeah. a, any other trailer on YouTube. This was like the one that was just like dumped on Disney Plus for some reason. That's, I just that's the other thing that I yeah. thought was interesting um, in that article that I read from Variety. They made a point to say like, yeah, Disney Plus had, you know, this this uh, special deal, you know, if you want to watch the Obi-Wan Kenobi scissor reel uh, and that alone, I suppose, then you have to go to Disney Plus, but have no fear. It's only $1.99 yeah. for the first month, uh, the special deal. And Variety yeah. was talking about how uh, after after Disney Plus Day, um, they had jumped up, I think it was something like 21 million subscribers, um, I wow. think. And, and <laughs> they said like, yeah, that's all well and good. Their stock dropped 2.7% the next day or something like that. Interesting. Um, Interesting. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I mean, it's impossible to like say why people signed up for Disney plus. I can tell you, I don't think it was to watch the teaser trailer for, or the sizzle reel for Obi-Wan, which we will Certainly discuss. Not, yeah. But, 
So, so after all of that happened, we, you and I were like texting intermittently and you were like, I think more stuff might be coming. Like you were like trying <laughs> yeah. to hold out hope you, you were like, you were the Leia of us. And I was like, we're done, man. Like <laughs> nothing's coming <laughs> Pack out. Pack it in. Pack it <laughs> like, in. Bail. We're, yeah. I was completely lo- uh, lacking in hope. Um, but like, uh, later that day I did go to that rogue one screening, which I will say like. You know, Rogue One's not my favorite Star Wars movie. I have lots of problems with it, um, and I, I don't enjoy it as much as a lot of fans out there. Uh, I don't hate it, and I will say from when I watched it to now, I have en- my enjoyment of it has increased. Those issues that I have are still very prevalent, but I'm able to kind of let those subside and kind of enjoy it a little bit more. I do think it was funny that the woman next to me didn't have the same reaction. And it was funny. I was, I was, as I was walking in, uh, not only I, I showed you before we started, but they gave us like a book of Boba Fett poster. Yeah. So at least we got something, some kind of mention of book of Boba Fett. That show is still coming. <laughs> um, but we, we got a little poster and I heard people saying like, Oh, the movie's rated PG 13. Like, what is it going to be? And I was like, Oh, you guys, I didn't say anything, but I was just kind of like, yeah, it's rogue one. Like how do you, yeah. you guys can see the runtime? You just Google star Wars movies. And like, yeah, you can see it. That's the exact runtime as rogue one. I just thought all people just kind of understood that, but apparently a good deal of the people there didn't know like what movie it would be. So it was like, there a lot of people were, I think anticipating like something from the original trilogy, which I was just like, Guys, there's no way that they're not going to show yeah. a Disney Star Wars movie. That's just not going to happen. Um, and then there was this woman next to me wasn't wearing a mask. I was this close to saying something to her because they were like they weren't eating or anything. They were just like not wearing a mask in the theater. Here I am, like all masked up. Granted, I was like a little bit under the weather, so I'm doing it, you know, for the safety of others as well. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, the, the the movie starts and there's not like a, you know, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, but there's not like the, bah, 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 you know, yeah. not the opening crawl or anything. And this woman was audibly like, oh, really? Like she was really <laughs> disappointed that it was Rogue One. And I could just hear like her, like whispering to the, to the boyfriend. She's like, I, this is my least favorite one. <laughs> and he was like, well, do you want to go? Like, and she was like, I mean, we're already here. Yeah, <laughs> so you, paid for, like, you paid for a ticket. Dude, what yeah, are you going to do? Yeah, they just like begrudgingly watch the rest of Rogue One. But I will say, at the end of the movie, um, she had, I heard her say to her boyfriend that she was like, I will say this is like the, you know, the most fun I've had watching this movie. And I, I, I you know, it's, it's growing on me a little bit. So, you know, at least that there was like a positive change to her. Uh, but to the guy to the right of me, seemed to be really enjoying the movie was like laughing at all the jokes was clapping was like having a great time but this fool was shoveling popcorn into his mouth like it was going out <laughs> of style like somebody was going to take it away from him uh, like he was making so much noise and i don't know if it's just because i'm like generally like kind of a self-conscious person in regards to like disrupting others especially in a theater dude, setting yeah Totally. It was like completely silent in there in some parts. And this guy's just like crunch <laughs> on his popcorn and just did not care at all. Um, there was like a few bits where I kind of like silently like clapped to myself. Uh, one bit was in the meeting uh, where the gentleman in the back goes, what is she proposing? <laughs> I, I had a little bit of clap there. And then also when there's like the radar technician at Yavin 4, I was like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everybody else was like cheering during the Darth Vader bit and then the Leia bit actually got like the biggest applause from everybody which I was surprised by because I know that's kind of hit or miss with fans yeah but you know considering that we really don't get to see a lot of Star Wars movies in theaters and Disney's very particular about when they screen Star Wars like 
I don't know about you, but I've never seen any movies in the original trilogy in a theater before. Nope. Um, I don't I think not. I've seen Phantom Menace in a theater, and I may have seen Attack of the Clones in the theater, but I doubt it. I was like three at the time. Yeah. So I don't think that that would have happened. So seeing Rogue One again, even though I have seen it in theaters, was like a really fun experience. And it was, it was you know, again, even though I have problems with that movie, it was still fun to be able to be among fans and see Star Wars on the big screen because that's just kind of like, you know, a rare ex experience to do. And um, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, but that was kind of the conclusion of my Disney Plus day. And I found something the next morning and I sent it to you. And it was like a tweet. It was like a tweet from like at Star Wars is like Twitter page. I laughed said so like, hard. I saw that the so minute funny. I woke up and I was laughing. Yeah, it was like, mark your calendars. Like Disney plus day is like, you don't want to miss it. And you I, won't and regret it. Yeah. All of the replies were people just like, are you serious, man? Like <laughs> you guys really I, yeah. blew this one. I was going to send leads you to believe like, Oh, go ahead. I was going to send you a post that I saw earlier uh, on on Instagram. I was just looking through my Explore feed. Um, yeah. And I, I was, I was going to send you this post that was like a post from three days ago. Um, and it was like, here are my predictions for Star Wars' <laughs> Disney Plus Day rollout. And it was oh, like... Man. Obi-Wan Kenobi sizzle reel slash teaser trailer and or sizzle reel slash teaser trailer uh, yeah. and release date uh, and a release date for Obi-Wan as well. Ahsoka release date, Bad Batch season two release date, uh, Book of Boba Fett full trailer. Um, yeah. And then a couple of other things. And I was just looking through the comments and I was like, oh, this is this did not age well. This yeah. this is some some poor planning. Ouch. Yeah, it just also like that tweet that I had mentioned just leads me to believe that like something weird happened, like something happened to have gone wrong. I, I you know what I mean? Like because somebody died, they somebody who was in charge of it planned. died. <laughs> I, yeah, I almost I, hope. I, I, they just like weekend at Bernie's, you know, this body up and they're like, Hey guys, everything's great. Sign up for Disney plus. And then they're just like waiting to delay the news like for yeah. a week from now. So in a week from now, we're going to hear that somebody really important died <laughs> and they just didn't know what to do. Yeah. Um, but you know, the one thing that we did get, <clears throat> excuse me, the one thing that we did get, you know, the day before, as I said, unceremoniously, just like debuted on the internet, just happened, um, was the first Obi-Wan Kenobi sizzle reel. It's really the only bits of information or visuals that we have for this show. Uh, when I saw that notification, I was just like antsy the rest of the day at work because I can't really go on my phone when I'm at work. Uh, so I was just very excited to see that. The first thing I did when I got home is tried to fire up the TV and watch it on the big screen. And then I was like, wait a minute, where, where the hell is this? And then like looked on Reddit for like 25 minutes trying to find this footage. Uh, but ahead of the two year anniversary of Disney Plus uh, footage from the official sizzle reel, uh, from last year's Disney's Investor Day meeting did surface online, uh, showing how the team behind the upcoming Obi-Wan Kenobi series prepared to revisit the character during the, quote, dark times of the Star Wars galaxy. Noah, what did you think of this first look at Obi-Wan Kenobi? Did it live up to your expectations? Were you a bit disappointed? What did you think? I Here's, here's my thing. I mean, we've talked a lot about how um, great it can be to have concept art um, and kind of the the behind the scenes portion of of what's exciting about that kind of thing yeah again my uh, my concerns are that concept art 
is not everything. Um, one, one like funny example and then maybe a more serious example, but one funny example is like, uh, I had seen this recently posted somewhere. Someone was rewatching the, the first season of Mandalorian, uh, where he meets the, uh, he meets the bounty hunter guy on, on Tatooine. Who's like the, the gunslinger kid, Oh, um, yeah, which yeah. is like m- many people's not so favorite, like least favorite character yeah. in Star Wars. <laughs> um, but the concept art for that episode that they display at the end, like during the end credits, that sure. kid, like the concept art looks suspiciously like Orlando yeah. Bloom. Totally. I've seen that before too. And it's like, okay. Um, if I had seen that picture before we got this episode, my little heart would have been set hoping <laughs> been, that I was about to see. Yeah, I would. <laughs> my 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 bloom head would have just blown up. I've just been like, OK, yeah. where's Orlando Bloom? Where's Orlando Bloom? Where's Orlando Bloom? Right. Uh, and that didn't happen. And that's fine because it's not like that was an expectation, but it's just one of those things. It's like, OK, concept art is maybe a little bit misleading here and there. And then um, on a more serious note, you have. Uh, the concept art for Colin Trevorrow's version of episode nine, which is stunning to look at and would make me so excited for what I'm about to see. If I had seen that as like a, well, here was, here's the storyboard concept art for the, you know, first draft, I suppose of episode nine and then get none of those things. You know, you don't get Hux impaling himself with a lightsaber. You don't get, uh, yeah. you know, the, the secret temple underneath Coruscant, you don't get blah, 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 whatever. Um, sure. concept art, I think can be, uh, a little bit damaging in terms of expectations and opinions and whatnot. Again, yeah. we don't get a ton. There's not a lot of context. I think the only major one that we have is, um, Obi-Wan confronting Darth Vader again, which um, we will discuss in depth because a lot of fans online took uh, took umbrage uh, with the with the very conceit that they would uh, that they would rematch again. But I want to dive deep into that um, later because I think there's a lot to discuss there. Right. Um, I so, also want to yeah. know, not to interrupt you here. No, you're fine. I was just I wanted to see like what how, you know how long exactly this this uh, sizzle reel was. I I went on Disney Plus because again only place you can find it. Right. And if you go on to like this the brand you know like on Disney Plus there's like National Geographic, Pixar, mm-hmm. Marvel, Star Wars. If you click on that and you look at all the stuff that they've got, the Obi Wan trailer isn't anywhere. It's not anywhere on any of these tabs. They have like originals, movies, series featuring bounty hunters, Star Wars Vision episodes. Uh, Star Wars animation, Clone Wars essential episodes, specials, shorts, Ahsoka Tano episodes, the Darth Vader collection. And out of all of these, it's not anywhere. Like, <laughs> you literally have to, like, go search on Disney Plus Obi-Wan Kenobi right. for it to come up. Yeah, it's just like, I, the, the only what's, way, the, what's wrong with you people? <laughs> the only way I found it was from going to, like, the actual, like, little portion in the home screen of, yeah. like... You know, what's, like Disney what's Plus new for Day. Disney yeah. Plus Day. But the fact that it's like, if you click on the Star Wars thing, like if you're like, okay, if, if the Disney Plus 
day is supposed to get people excited for upcoming stuff and get fans excited for things you think you would be able to be like oh i'm gonna click on star wars stuff and look i mean yeah if you look at the homepage, it says disney plus special looks and the obi-wan kenobi is like the third one on that mm-hmm. but still you think you like would put it on the star wars page you know where star wars fans are at i would hope so <laughs> yeah especially it's because it's like... its own thing if you're you know you can have that as a banner you can have it as as a totally. headliner you know yeah um that's Bizarre. just so strange to me. That's so I strange. To, I continue to be confused about what their approach to this this whole thing was. But yeah, my 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 overall big thoughts of everything. Um, it is short. Uh, I was uh, surprised at how little we see, but also kind of like, yeah, sure, whatever. Can like, I, I, don't can need I to make see an, an interruption? Um, it d- yeah, I wanted to. It. I wanted to just uh, fact check because I was like. Ah, that actually makes me curious. If you go to the Marvel page, the Marvel Studios Disney Plus Day 2021 is a featured <laughs> addition to it the. Is. Yeah, you're right. I'm looking at it. So what the hell? What's the What's the matter with what? The, what's going on? I don't Isn't know, man. Isn't that so weird? I don't know, man. Am I losing my mind? It's not even Does Star Wars still exists. <laughs> it's not even under the uh, the originals. Why is it? Why is it not there? Yeah, it's easier to find like the free maker adventures. Just <laughs> to find it the better, trailer for like not one be. of the most God. one of the most anticipated things that ever happened. In it's like Star no, Wars. but do you like, want fans it? are so excited for this? Yeah, it's like no, but do you want to use? <laughs> do you want to find Galaxy of Sounds? Oh, no, oh that's, my goodness that's gracious. So strange. Anyway, I think my, my audio might anyway, have cut out there. I, really Sorry, I, was, lo- I was getting really upset. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I blew I blew the microphone. No, um, I'm very excited for this. There's some quotes that we get here um, that I think uh, does uh, kind of fuel the excitement that myself and a lot of fans have. As I've said before, this is my most anticipated thing in fiction or nonfiction like TV shows, movies, whatever. I'm so excited for this. Uh, and, you know, the fact that this is all that we got, it's fine. I'll take a little bit of morsels. If that does mean that we're getting stuff down the line, I will say if it kind of pulls a book of Boba Fett and just like just drops out of nowhere, I'm going to be a little disappointed because I would much rather the spotlight be on this when everybody's like waiting and excited for this because everybody was tweeting about it the night before. Like it was like literally Christmas. Like yeah. people were like, okay, one more night of sleep and I get to watch Obi-Wan. Like they were like, no, I, to set I, out cookies I legitimately for can't like, even tell so you. Stoked. I, there was a point on Thursday night where you and I were kind of talking about everything and I set my phone down. Yeah. Uh, Rachel and I were sitting on the couch I set my phone down and I like curled up into a ball. She was like distracted on her phone or something. And and I was like, I had my hands over my eyes and I was like, (laughs) Rachel, I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can do it. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. And she like (laughs) thought something was wrong. She was like, did something happen at work? And I was like, I was like, I don't know if I can do it tomorrow. I just can't do it. And she was like, what's going on? And I was like, I'm going to see more of Obi-Wan tomorrow and it's oh going to change my life forever. This is the one sure. thing that anyone my age or around has been <laughs> waiting for for yeah. literally so long. Yeah. Ah, imagine the disappointment. God. I mean, like I, I, I do think that and I don't want to like keep harping on this, but like I, I you know, it's, I think it's mentioned. It's worth no, the mention. Okay. Us and <laughs> everyone like, else. You're, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. But there was, I do think that there is something to be said for the fact that like Disney never said that it was happening. Disney I know, never I said know, like, hey, but... we're getting a big trailer. for. I will. I'm, I'm not, I'm not done. But 
Um, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, so it is very much in brand of Star Wars fans to get excited about something in their own minds, and then when it doesn't turn out to be that exact thing, they get very disappointed. That's all fine and good, but when you have a day that's dedicated to this app, and you're not going to showcase the thing that fans are excited for, no, I don't think any Star Wars fan that I've met online has the same level of enthusiasm that they do for Obi-Wan Kenobi versus like some other Pixar show. Like, you know, it's like they, they revealed the trailer for like another Cinderella movie, like another one. Yeah. Like, great, whatever. Sure. I'm, I'm sure little kids are super excited for that. But the fact that that's going to get a trailer <laughs> and like the Obi-Wan one is just going to like leak the day before and they're not even going to mention it. Like again, they're not even going to like still tweet out the trailer or anything. It's weird, weird yeah. stuff. Anyway, no, you're, you're right. That's, that's that, something a, that's, that's a quote a, out of this. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll move on. You can, yeah. you can, you can go for it. We'll move on. I just don't want to keep harping on it. Cause yeah. it's just like, it's, I don't have any more thoughts. I'm just so confused. Like I don't, I don't <laughs> get it anyway. Uh, there's a quote from this that says that uh, there's a hunger for this character to come back. You're absolutely right. <laughs> that, that little part was mine. Yeah. Uh, the fans have been waiting long enough. Uh, uh, says, uh, Ewan McGregor, uh, in regards to this. So, you know, this is something that fans have been looking forward to for a really long time here to get any kind of information, concept art or whatever. Um, I, I think it's great to get like a little bit of a, a, a peek at this. And, you know, going off of what you were saying about um, uh, the uh, concept art, from what I've heard, I, I'm pretty sure this is true. Um, but the concept art that we see at the end of the Mandalorian episodes are not actual concept art. Like they're made specifically right. for the credits. That's what I've heard. So they're not like kind of what the the uh, the designs and everything are based off mm -hmm. of. Um, but I love looking at concept art and like kind of understanding like what the kind of mood of this is. Even looking at stuff that like was never used. Like there's a really great featurette on the Revenge of the Sith documentary uh, where they talk about Grievous. And you like look at all of these weird designs and no, things that never so quite cool. made it through. Yeah. And just to go through like what inspired the artists, I think the actual design of Grievous was like the end, like if you look like a bird's eye view of like a spray bottle, you know, uh -huh. to see like all of these things that inspire these artists and like the headspace that they're in, uh, I think is, is really great. And it gives us like a good idea of what the mood is for this show. Um, I included the link here on the uh, show notes if you want to also like look at some of these uh, some of the images that we have here. Mm -hmm. um, no, I've but, got it pulled up uh, on my phone as well. So terrific, excellent. Uh, so uh, what did you? What did? Uh, I guess we can just go go ahead and uh, start here. Was there anything in this uh, little teaser trailer that got you excited specifically, or any of these? I think kind of the concept art is mostly the the news here. A lot of the quotes and everything are just like. Isn't it great to be back? Like more Obi-Wan shit. Great, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we're like, yeah. yeah, we're so excited. You know, mo most of the concept art, I think, is where the real news is here. Uh, so out of all these pieces of concept art, uh, which was the one that really, uh, really tickled you, really uh, got those little fan nerves tingling? Well, it's interesting that, um, I mean, obviously, out of all the pieces, I know, you know, a lot of people are talking about the... Um, the clash between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. Personally, I think that it's more interesting that we have some concept art of Vader himself alone um, yeah. in a holograph, you know, Zoom call or whatever. Yeah. Sure. Um, because that just means that we, you know, he's not going to just be that, like, they talk about him, we see him once and it's insane, and then... Yeah. 
that's it. You know, I, I like the idea that it doesn't, you know, obviously this is a, it's going to be a shorter series. Um, it doesn't have to be kind of a 50, 50, you know, where's Obi-Wan and where's, you know, Anakin or Vader. Um, Mm -hmm. but more so that he is this presence now, you know, strong as he's been, um, at this point in time, uh, and that there is attention spent there. I think that's interesting to think about because it just shows that there's, um, a little bit more, uh, probably care taken with that character, which I, which I really love to see. For sure. And we've also discussed in the past that like the, the, the mere fact that Hayden is coming back for the show kind of suggests that we're not just getting Vader in the suit and they, you know, tussle for a little bit and that's the end. Like we're mm-hmm. going to see more of that because Hayden's there under the suit. You wouldn't waste that opportunity to have that character there or to have that actor there and not show more of that character. Um, so I, you know, we're going to probably discuss in in length about like the other Vader one where it's the two of them clashing. Uh, But seeing Vader uh, definitely on Mustafar at uh, Vader's castle uh, is terrific. I'm anticipating the fact that, you know, we're probably going to get some type of confrontation with Obi-Wan and an Inquisitor, Inquisitor, uh, which we also see uh, in the first concept art image that we have here. Yeah. Um, That's the ninth sister, the seventh sister from Jedi Fallen Order. Um, who is definitely dead at this time. So I think that that's just kind of maybe a placeholder or maybe intentionally throwing fans off. I think that that's probably part of it because it's, I I do think that it is, um, it would be odd to, um, it would be, it would be odd to throw that in there and just say like, okay, well, we're not going to do a different one. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. And you know, from what all we've heard, like different um, actors and actresses who are involved in this are kind of rumored to be inquisitors. So I don't think we're actually going to get that one specifically, but Mm -hmm. I do think that Obi-Wan is going to encounter inquisitor somehow, and they're going to have a confrontation. They're going to get in contact with Vader, which is, I think what we're seeing here. And they're going to be like, Hey man, this guy is here and he's causing problems. Like you should come like help out with this. I think you might know this guy and uh, you know, uh, Vader's going to hear about this and they're going to have this eventual confrontation and it's going to cause Obi-Wan to leave Tatooine. And you know, that's kind of been a lot of people's uh, perspective is like, if you know, if, if Obi-Wan is tasked with, protecting Luke on Tatooine, what possible reason would he have to leave Tatooine? And I think the answer is kind of in the question, like he's protecting Luke. So he's leaving Tatooine to continue protecting Luke. So I think that that's what we're probably going to see there. Um, We also get some kind of metropolitan looking areas here, uh, which I think is like really cool and unique. I always love to see um, Star Wars in like the big city, you know, like we, we get like some glimpses of that in Clone Wars and Attack of the Clones as well. Uh, but I always love seeing kind of the bigger, uh, the bigger parts of the galaxies and like the big cities and everything. Yeah, the, also the get this Blade really cool Runner esque look in. Totally, absolutely. I think my favorite one that we get here is this image of all of these stormtroopers in this giant hall that looks like it's like underwater or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's got like a very strange out, like, shading. Here. Yeah. Yeah, you can look out the windows and see like fish or some kind of like aquatic life or something like that. And I, it looks very, you know, Coruscant-esque. I don't think it's quite Coruscant, but it makes me think that it could be, you know, like what we saw in Jedi Fallen Order to where it's like, you know, Vader's castle, but like under, or not Vader's castle, um, or is it, yeah, Vader's castle, but like this underground kind of 
portion of it, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like kind of under. Is that Vader's castle? Um, no, it's, I, where, yeah, the, it's like the Fortress Inquisitorius or something. Like that. I, I, I honestly it's think it's something close to that. Yeah, I, I don't remember the exact planet, but that would be really cool to see that there and to yeah. see like more inclusions of Jedi Fallen Order, just like in other Star Wars stuff. That would be great. Um, that really intrigues me. Um, I'm curious if we're going to get more Coruscant stuff. Um, I think what that image that we see of the Inquisitor is them on Tatooine. Like, I think that that's, that's literally... I would imagine, kind of yeah. A, I mean, that's, like you can see kind of the dusty, dome uh, the Yeah, dome and shape. also t- to the right of it, there's like a moisture evaporator. So I think that that's absolutely Tatooine, which kind of leads to my um, theory here. Uh, we also get images of kind of like these snow speeders in what appears to be some type of snowy kind of frozen uh, rebel architecture here. I'm not quite sure what's uh, going on there. We got a gonk droid like front and center there. Yeah. Uh, just as just being an be. absolute stud. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the ones that really get me excited here are the ones that show us different corners of the galaxy. Like I would, I would be okay with it if Obi-Wan just stayed on Tatooine and just like talked about the force and everything for eight episodes. I'd be fine with that. Uh, but the fact that we're going to be able to see Obi-Wan in different environments trying to go on this journey and this adventure to protect Luke, uh, I think is really exciting. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm very excited to see kind of the role of some of these planets because it's it's important that those types of things are utilized um, because, you know, the, the idea already is that Obi-Wan is kind of stationary. Um, so yeah. it's, you know, if we have a reason to leave Tatooine, then it's, that better be pretty, uh, it better be pretty pressing, pretty important, yeah. you know? Yeah. We also got like a brief little clip there of, uh, Ewan McGregor just swinging the old blade there. Uh, and that just reminds me of like, if you go on the, if you're, uh, if you still have the, uh, DVDs, excuse me, of like the, um, behind the scenes of uh revenge of the sith like the disc two. Oh yeah excuse me of like the uh the dvds of revenge of the sith there's just like so much content on there of just like hayden and anakin just practicing the mustaf the mustafar fight just like it's so much it's probably like 25 minutes of them just swinging these sabers around uh and so it kind of reminded me of that you've got uh uh ewan here uh with a red tank top guns blazing, you know, <laughs> he's got this like weird looking mask on. He's got the hair all long. Like that was really cool to see that he's going to well, yeah, be swinging the it, older lightsaber around. I think there's something to be said about the, um, I guess you'd say the editing of the sizzle reel where they, they mention Anakin, um, yeah. and then it cuts to Obi-Wan practicing, um, yeah you know, the, the fight choreography. So that's, you know, that's kind of a big deal, um, in and of itself. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's as good as place as any to talk about what a lot, you know, what is kind of the big image of all of this and was like a big discussion among a lot of fans and people who were more skeptical of the show. Um, but we do get an image of, uh, Obi-Wan dueling against Vader in the kind of quote unquote rematch of the century that we've all talked about. Uh, they're in this huge blaze looking like some kind of ship wreckage, uh, fighting, uh, fighting each other. First of all, I want to ask what kind of your reaction to this was. I think we'll get into kind of the big picture reaction of, you know, uh, what we think about the very idea that they're fighting one another again. But what did you just think of the, the aesthetic of all of this? I think that it's, it portrays, I mean, if we're talking about kind of the, the rematch of the century, um, you wouldn't say that the fight in, 
uh, in a new hope is very much of a rematch of the century. Sure. You know, uh, as it pertains to the, you know, 15 minute long sequence in revenge of the Sith. Um, so that makes sense to me. And I think that it looks really, really exciting. It definitely gets me excited for that portion of it. Um, because there's, there's gotta be something pressing the whole time. And I think that's probably the culmination of things. Um, so that, that's obviously exciting in and of itself. Um, I do think though that like there's, there's an anticipation for Vader being in his prime, I suppose, as prime as you can be after you get most of your limbs cut off and then set on fire. Um, (laughs) yeah, but the, the, uh, I guess the air that Darth Vader has about him, as we were talking about in Rogue One, is something that gets people excited. So yeah. let's see that pitted against, you know, Obi Wan. What you know, what do we get out of that if you put that together finally in that, in in this format? You know, there, there's it's got to happen. I think it's just got to happen. Yeah, and we'll talk about kind of the the you know the reasons why this has to happen, but purely aesthetic for myself, I can understand why people are a little bit hesitant, especially if they're already kind of hesitant of the show. That it's like, why do you know why do we need this? I can understand why looking at this, you're like another fight among a lot of fire and you know a d- debris and mm-hmm. a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, for me, I would again keep in mind that this is a concept art; it might not be a final you know, a a final rendering or an idea of where they would be fighting. Um, I also think the fight like the Mustafar fight is probably going to evolve. It's probably going to start in one place and continue to another place. Like lots of fights in star Wars do Phantom Menace and empire, lots of fights in star Wars, like start in one location and end in another. Yeah. Um, but I also understand that from a purely marketing standpoint, releasing an image like this is going to be evocative of Revenge of the Sith and get people so excited to see this again and, and it, you know, reminds them of that fight and all of that. And, you know, it's such an iconic fight in the series. I can understand why they would kind of want to use that imagery again uh, for myself. You know, if it, if it does end up being on kind of a fiery inferno of a location, um, I'm kind of whatever about it. It's not like my favorite thing. I would, of course, love to see like a little bit of variety here. Um, but keep it in mind, it is concept art. It may not exactly happen that way, uh, but to point to this image and be like, oh, well, they're not going to do anything new. It's just the same thing that we've seen before is like, that was really loud. <laughs> Some car just like drove by. A pod race is happening outside my apartment. Uh, but to look at all this concept art that we've been offered here and to be like, oh, you know, and point to one image and feel like, oh, they, you know, they're doing nothing new. It's like, did you not look at the other concept art here? Like, yeah, <laughs> there's we, a lot this of is new the, stuff. The to first me. time that we're getting an Inquisitor in in live action, you know? Yeah, of course. Huge. Yeah, of course. Yeah, huge. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we can uh, transition here into talking about the uh, the implications here. But what do you, you know, first of all, do you understand kind of the complaint that a lot of fans have, or yeah. the hesitancy that a lot of fans have that you know? this kind of negates what we see in the new hope or kind of renders that meaningless. Like where, what's your reaction to that? I think that it's something that I would imagine. And again, this is only my imagining because I don't fully like, I'm not fully cautious. I'm not fully worried. Um, but I could imagine that, um, the hesitation is coming from the fact that, uh, that this is 
like you said, it's evocative, right? It's evocative of something that we've seen before. This series is really, really toying with the two camps of people that, you know, want to say like, okay, well, I hope this series is more like this version of Obi-Wan, or it's more like this version of Obi-Wan, you know, is it going to be more like the hermit that has been in the desert for so long and hopefully has done things to protect Luke and has learned to commune with the force and commune with Qui-Gon, or is it going to be more of the battle scarred, you know, protecting himself as well from, you know, Revenge of the Sith, where everything is on edge and Jedi are being hunted, you know, which does it evoke more? So I understand the hesitation there of, mm-hmm. you know, being concerned that it's going to be a rehash of, uh, of things that we've seen before, um, at least a little bit. Um, I think that's, uh, so it's understandable for me, but, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not worried about it almost at all, you know? Sure. Yeah. And I think, you know, you were talking about this kind of like what version that are we going to get that was in fans heads. Mm -hmm. It kind of reminds me of that idea of like when you read a book and then they make a movie out of, you know, adaptation of that book and you go and watch the movie and you're like, I didn't, and I did, that's not how I imagined it. And it's not quite what you imagined and then kind of fantasized about in your mind. I think a lot of fans are going to experience something similar to that because even though that we haven't like read about this and necessarily, you know, at length in books, yeah, no, there's definitely right. like pieces of information that we've gotten of this time period. Fans have fantasized about what Obi-Wan was up to in this time. And when we get that answer of this is what he was up to, I do think that it's inherently going to have, you know, fans are just kind of like, oh, that's not really what I imagined. And that's yeah. not really what I thought was going to happen. I think it's exactly what it's going to be like. Yeah. Yeah, and I think just the the you know we'll we'll break down a little bit more here, but the the idea of Vader and Obi Wan facing off again again I understand the hesitancy because that confrontation in A New Hope I know a lot of fans have kind of turned on that fight and have taken to special effects and modern technology and YouTube and everything to quote unquote like improve on or update that fight I think it kind of misses the spirit of that. Hey man, like, I, I'm I'm over here in the camp that uh, that doesn't. Uh, go gaga over the scene 38 reimagined yeah i think it's impressive uh and i think like technically it's very it's very well done and it's impressive but for myself i love the idea that when we see them in a new hope it's not this like vengeful badass cool thing that we see you have these two people who are have for one been doing this for a really long time and are also kind of sizing each other up because the last time that this happened it played out you know a certain way we're we're going to we're going to see what happens and i think that even this show will also color that fight but this show aside like if we're just looking at revenge of the sith to uh, to a new hope the last time that they saw each other the fight went a you know uh, uh, went away that was beneficial for someone not as beneficial <laughs> for the next guy so it makes sense that vader quote unquote this big badass guy is going to be a little bit like okay what's going on here like let's try to see exactly what's like you know trying to be a little slow and sure there's a couple moves that you know Alec Guinness looks a little bit goofy and I think on Empire they really do improve on the choreography there Uh, but for me I love the idea that you have these two Jedis who are 
pros and Obi-Wan's age doesn't really matter as much as some fans would like to think. Alec Guinness's age might a little bit because he is, <laughs> you know, not in one with the force here. Uh, but I do love that you have these two Jedis who know each other's fighting styles so intimately, who are really just sizing each other up and like trying to get a leg up on one another. I think that that's really interesting. And I do think that when we watch the show, it is going to impact how we feel about that, uh, about that fight. And I just think, and, and not just about that fight, but also other lines that we hear from Obi-Wan and also from Vader in the original trilogy. I just kind of hate the idea just from the get-go that there's a lot of fans out there who are like, oh, the show's a retcon. Like it, it doesn't line up with canon and it just trashes canon and they just like completely disregard the show. Mm -hmm. It's like, hold on. You understand that there's people who work at Lucasfilm and who make these shows that also love Star Wars, also know a lot about it. <laughs> and they're not going to just be like crumple up the movies that happened before and just disregard major plot points in that. They're going to address those things and it's going to be like in the DNA of this show. And I think that they're using some of those lines, frankly, as like the ground level of like when we hear Vader say like, you know, uh, I, I, when the last time you met, you know, I was the learner, but you know, now I'm the master, whatever the exact line is here. You know, I, I, I don't think that Lucasfilm was just unaware of those lines. Right. And of course they're going to address yeah. it. Yeah. I think it's kind of silly to think that they just won't. Yeah, no, you're totally right. There's, there's gotta be, I think that the question here ultimately becomes, you know, what is, what is the point of having a rematch? And, yeah. you know, especially because, you know, if we're looking at this from a narrative standpoint and you're looking at, at it purely from the position of knowing, okay, this is content that is made, uh, you know, it's fictional, it's this, that, it's whatever. And we know that, you know, that we see these characters again, um, it is imperative to remember that there has to be a point, right? We're not going to see mm -hmm. one or the other actually lose bite the dust whatever uh this yeah. this rematch is more about the emotion that is going to be built up in terms of you know obi-wan thinking that he has witnessed the death of his apprentice and finding mm -hmm. out that you know that now he's the you know semi-ruler of the brand new empire um yeah what that means for the rest of the Jedi that are out there and what that means for their relationship and confronting that. I think that that's the most important thing is there has to be a point to it because yeah. we're not going to walk away with this away from the fight where, where like Darth Vader gets his legs chopped off again. It's like, I should have, I should have <laughs> learned. Damn it. And he also says you were the chosen one, you know, they just right. do that whole scene again. No, right. I, I totally agree. I think when we, you know, talking about what I had said earlier about like some specific lines are going to be the context of them is going to be changed. I think one that you could point to is where Obi there's Obi-Wan's entire perspective where he's talking to Luke and kind of that whole certain point of view kind of perspective where he's like, no, your dad's not there. Your dad's dead. Mm -hmm. Like that's Vader. And you're, you know, Obi-Wan's kind of pessimistic throughout the original trilogy. And a lot of fans think that he's kind of a douche. Like he lies to Luke, doesn't really tell him exactly what happened to his father. I disagree with that perspective, but you know, that Obi-Wan's hiding information from Luke intentionally. Or from my perspective, I think Obi-Wan 
is telling Luke what he believes to be true, that mm -hmm. his father's not there anymore. That's not Anakin Skywalker anymore. That's Darth Vader. It's this monster who murdered his father. And I want to see how Obi-Wan gets from Revenge of the Sith, where he's crying at the feet of his dead brother that, you know, he was just forced to, you know, chop off his legs and his arm, you know, in, in, in defense of himself. And, you know, it's like this iconic, heartbreaking scene between the two of them. I want to see how Obi-Wan gets from that to, oh, this guy's, there's, that's not Anakin He's anymore. literally dead brother. to me. Yeah. He's literally yeah, dead like, to me. Yeah. I want to see Obi-Wan like come to that point to where he tries to confront Vader and tries to find the good in him. And much like Luke and Kylo's relationship, you know, the very person that, that like Kylo is upset with being Luke Skywalker, that's not the guy that's going to redeem him. And with Vader, the guy that he's upset with being Obi-Wan Kenobi is not the guy that's going to redeem him. It's going to be in, you know, in Kylo's case, Ray, and then in Vader's case, Luke. Like, I want to see like that perspective of Vader's rage towards this person and Obi-Wan trying to you know, extend a hand and try to help uh, his, you know, former friend and Padawan and then come to the place where he's like, oh, you know, fuck that. Like, yeah, <laughs> he's like, OK, done. we're done with this conversation yeah. now. Uh, I'm out of yeah. here. Yeah, yeah so I really want to see that that change in perspective from Obi-Wan. And I think that that's such a a key part of Obi-Wan's perspective in the original trilogy that a lot of people are just like, frankly, forgetting. And I saw somebody tweet about like, this is disregarding a new hope because the very message of that fight is like Obi-Wan doesn't resort to violence and he probably could kill Vader, but he like sacrifices himself to save Luke. And like, it's the, the idea is not fighting to, you know, like inspire the next generation to fight. And for me, I just, I, 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 I want to see Obi-Wan. How does he get to that place? How does he learn that that's the lesson that needs to be you know, taken to, to inspire the next generation and understand, oh, I tried to fight this guy again. And I, you know, I, I expect Obi-Wan to probably lose in this, probably not die, but right. I, I mean, obviously not die, <laughs> um, but like, he's probably going to lose. And I want to see that perspective of his, where he's like, oh, I'm not the answer here. Like yeah. the, the next guy, that kid I'm trying to protect. Yeah. He's the answer. Like, I think that that's the fact that people are disregarding that. I'm just kind of like one wait until you watch the show but two like you know dive into the movies the original tri the original trilogy because it's there like you just have to kind of look a bit deeper other than just yeah. like oh they're fighting in fire again it's just the same thing yeah you know, i like, can't i deeper, can't imagine you know? <laughs> that i can't imagine that uh obi-wan being you know in exile and in hiding and learning more about uh, what it means to be one with the force would lead him to be like, all right, I'm going to go kick this guy's ass, you know, like totally. I, 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 and I don't think that that's the, that's yeah. That's not the, that mindset that I see Obi-Wan like having, like going right. into this fight. He's not going to be like, okay, time to settle the score. He's right. Be exactly. Like, oh, my friend is still out there. Like I, I, maybe I can reach my friend and try to help my friend. And he, I think he's going to learn the opposite of that. That's like, that's not your friend anymore. Right. Dude. <laughs> I think that's, that's the main thing is I, you know, I'm hoping uh, very, like, honestly, very, uh, I would say very truthfully that, that that recontextualizes it in that way, uh, recontextualizes kind yeah. of what we have already in that way. Um, because yeah. I don't, I don't think it, it ruins things. I don't think that it, you know, backtracks. Um, again, you said there's smart people doing these things, you know, sure. we'll just have to wait yeah. and see. Yeah. And I think it's just kind of goes to the idea of like with a lot of stuff there, it's like, 
you know, like we had talked about with fan expectations and, you know, wanting a certain thing, all that aside, we did just like harp on Disney plus day for what we thought it would be for a while. <laughs> but <laughs> I think with this kind of stuff, it's like, keep in mind, this is concept art. This stuff is not, and it's not in camera. Like this isn't what the final product looks like. Just wait a little bit. And if it's not what you expected, take a breath, like with the last Jedi or force awakens or return to the Jedi or Phantom Menace, whatever movie that came along and defied your expectations, pause a little bit, try to rethink of what's happening, what it means for the characters, what the creators are trying to say, because believe it or not, it's not all just like money and selling action figures. Like the people who make these movies really do believe in this and, 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 and love this property. Try to pause, think about what might be trying to be said here and take a breath and actually try to, you know, love Star Wars. <laughs> just try. Just Sounds try crazy. for us. Sounds you know? crazy. I know. But try and love Star Wars. Not blindly, because believe it or not, a lot of the stuff that you hate, if you dive in a little bit deeper, you're going to find stuff that you do like. So just, you know, try to enjoy that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And I think that we will have much to enjoy about Obi-Wan again looking forward to some things that have not been confirmed yet. I'm just, you know, crossing my fingers and hoping, yeah. but um, just based on the concept art, looking forward to a lot of different things that, I mean, I didn't expect an inquisitor, an inquisitor to show up. That would have been like a wish list thing. And now we're getting something along the yeah. lines of that at, at the very least. So absolutely, just, just so, yeah, enjoy we don't it. Know whether, yeah. We don't know whether a trailer is going to be coming along or, another sizzle reel, <laughs> another <laughs> Disney plus exclusive sizzle reel. Um, I, I don't know if it's going to be star Wars celebration. I certainly hope not. That's a really long time to wait. Um, I, I, I am excited to see what celebration does with Kenobi, but, um, I can't wait to see a trailer. I can't wait to see that first image of Kenobi. I mean, we have that picture of him here, just, you know, riding whatever that creature is that farts in Phantom Menace. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember, uh, just and he's, the P-U-S-A. Yeah, the P-U-S-A. And he's looking super old. He looks like an action bite. figure. He looks like a toy. Oh God, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> we need we need to go ahead and uh, end this episode before I get too excited here. Uh, I but think no, so. Any other final thoughts here on the the Obi Wan Kenobi? No, I real? think I think we've covered just about everything. Yeah. Alrighty, go ahead and take us home. All right, thank you guys so much for tuning in with us. We hope you learned something today. If there's any topics or bits of news you think we should cover, you can head over to our Twitter and shoot us a message at scumvillainpod. But for now, this has been Scum and Villainy with Noah DeGeorge. And Garrett McDowell. And may the force be with you. We will see you next time. See you guys.